episode 139 of Tactical Crouch. This is the big one. It's the grand finals preview episode. And on top of all of that, we've got insane roster changes uh, as well. Just a lot going on. A lot to be excited about. Kick Tripod here with Yiska and Volamel. As always, uh, good to see you both. Good chats this morning. We got on the horn a little earlier and uh we're just kind of chatting and it feels good i like kind of getting that warm-up conversation with you guys versus having to like start cold when we do the show makes it a little bit yeah, easier right. uh yep. to get started so that's going to i think help us here in the long run <laughs> uh before we do get started there are a couple of things that i want to talk about on the show uh just like kind of housekeeping things so uh, apologies in advance if you don't care about all this uh, first and foremost, thanks to Eric. He's going to be helping out with the timestamps. I usually miss timestamps and it's hard to kind of keep track of when topics are happening. Uh, but Eric is going to be helping us out with the timestamps here. So, um, you should have that now for YouTube. We're also going to change a little bit about how our YouTube channel is going to work. We're going to be uploading the entire podcast video as soon as we can after the show is usually up within a couple hours. Uh, but throughout the week now, we're actually going to be kind of breaking it up into the smaller segments as well so that you can capture or you can catch just specific topics as well. If you don't have time to catch the whole episode throughout the week, hopefully it makes it easier for you to tune in. And um, I know it's going to make it a little bit easier for me to uh, edit through and kind of kind of keep everything uh, compartmentalized and contained. So, um, yeah, that's going to be happening there on the YouTube channel. And if you're on, um, watching live or if you are watching or listening over audio, nothing's changing for you at all. We also added the Twitch chat scroller. So if you are a video watcher, uh, you'll now see when, um, usually we'll have overwatch league peeps or other community people come in and chime in. You can actually kind of see what they're saying in chat. So they can no longer remain anonymous in that. Um, other than that, I think that's it. Nothing's changed. We're still here Mondays and Wednesdays. Most of the time that might change a little bit in the off season, but there's always going to be a lot to talk about. This is going to be a long episode today because we're going to be discussing roster moves, overwatch leagues, uh, commissioner change, um, end of season awards. And then of course the grand finals preview. So a lot to discuss today. So uh, let's just, you know, go ahead and, and jump right into the news. Big thanks to our patron producers, Refined Bean, Ferdinand Pin, Battle Crab, Coochie Copy, Lotion, Rex Zane, Audio Compass, Kasha67, Shara Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tain, Fabled Steven, Roger B, Owen, Chris R34444, Horbjorn, and I listen to this podcast whilst on the toilet and in the shower thinking of Yiska and Peace Camper. Thank you so much for supporting the show. If you like the show, we are primarily supported by our patrons go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch we've got a great patron only discord channel we've got a um patreon game nights and of course if you really like the show and want to become a patron producer we shout you out on every episode so 
Uh, big thank you to everybody who is a patron and a uh, big special thank you to our patron producers. Uh, you can also leave a sub right here at twitch.tv slash kick tripod. Uh, if you want to do that as well, you get free subs if you have Amazon Prime. So might as well. Hey, might as well. Did, did the Patreon like name uh, like order change? Because I, I see Battle Crap. They were first, right? Then Pin second. So and then Lulchin. Here's here's what basically I had to reorder it, and every week people let me know how pissed they are because it was a masterpiece before, right? You can just <laughs> say it, it just kind of like you just rap yeah. goded your way through it. It was yeah, it yeah, was really yeah. well written. Yeah. Um, however, when you know patron producers uh, for whatever reason decide to change their pledge, uh, or we add right. new patron producers, it gets kind of difficult to keep track of everybody. So this has it set up based on when they signed up to be a patron producer. So it's based on how long. So it's first, whoever was first is there. I think before it was actually alphabetical. And then we, for when I set it up and then I added on the patrons at the end, uh, the new ones. And it just kind of like became this Mm -hmm. ever thing, which is beautiful. But then eventually I realized like a quarter of the people who have names we were saying, haven't been like patron producers in a few months. And (laughs) You know, that's like, free advertisement you're welcome it was free i mean you know like it's it's not like necessarily a bad thing like it's not anybody's fault but it's just kind of like it became really difficult to keep track of so uh yeah that's that's why it changed that's why it doesn't have the rhythm it used to blame yourselves for the order that you signed up to be a patron producer it's actually your i fault. think i think what, what needs to happen is like that the patron producers that have had to like change their pledge need to get a patron in order to get their initial position back. Therefore recreating the Mona Lisa that we had initially. Hmm. Sure. Joe's quiet on this one. He's <laughs> Joe's sure. staying out of this one. I don't uh, know. It's like it's like hard rhythm at this point. And like I feel like I'm I'm having like, you know. It is palpitations. Yeah, it is. It is tough. I bet this is a change. We'll get through it together. Right. We'll come out on the other side stronger, united, right? right. Excited, and mm-hmm. uh, subsided. Uh, I don't know. Um, we're let's get started, shall we? Let's 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 talk about let's talk about the things. Uh. Kevin Hitt, an esports observer, has reported that Pete Vostelica is stepping down as the Overwatch League commissioner. Uh, he will be transitioning to focus on an entrepreneurial uh, ventures role on behalf of Activision Blizzard after the Grand Finals. Uh, Joanna Ferries, the current commissioner of CDL, has been reported uh, to be appointed to a new position of head of leagues and will oversee team and broadcast operations as well as being the league administrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is there's, so there's a lot of stuff here uh, yeah. to, to kind of break down. Number one, um, do you think that we're going to now have one person doing the job of two commissioners? Like this, this to uh, me feels very much like a, a report to kind of like yeah. SVP role. And then we'll have yep. somebody who does most of what Pete was doing day to day, probably John Spector being kind of our functional commissioner. commissioner. Yep. 
and then uh, Joanna being kind of like the commissioner, commissioner, you know, kind of thing. Like the, the commissioner the, of the, commissioners, the, the, the kind of like let's keep the commissars. How do we? It, for me, this this sounds like they want to keep these leagues relatively tied in format and communication and uh, PR right. and mm. those types of things. So they have somebody there right. who's really just kind of about like. Yeah, the, the consistency between the leagues. Uh, what, what is it? Congruity? No, that's not the word. Uh, but you know, keeping keeping the leagues kind of consistent there, and sure. so they're they're adding one person there. But I don't think that this person is going to stay as involved in either league. I Maybe. certainly hope not. I think that would be a bit. A bit worse than we had before right like i don't i i think the the cod scene is vastly different to the overarch scene and the overarch scene is we know it barely understands itself so i think you need two people for two individual jobs i don't i'm sure she's great i'm sure i i don't know much of her i'm sure she's a great fit hopefully um but yeah i i don't think it's best practice to have somebody try to figure out both both scenes at once it doesn't make much sense so yeah hopefully uh she's kind of heading the projects and delegates individual jobs to their respective kind of project managers i don't know if that's even the correct jargon but yeah i'd like to see like individual commissioners i i think we'll get that and this is where like we kind of like in Overwatch League, we kind of have coaches, right? But like, what does a coach yeah, do? Yeah, but in like, Overwatch? what is a coach? Yeah. It's, it obviously right. changes from from um, franchise to franchise, in in how those fit. I think uh, head of leagues is exactly what it sounds like. Head of yeah. leagues, and we'll still have an Overwatch League commissioner and a CDL commissioner. I think, and and to that, I think we kind of already hinted. John already hinted at it. It's like, who else is a better fit? If you need a commissioner, you look at the person who has the the forward-facing community right. focused, you know, has some sort of line to the community kind of, you know, is re I don't know if respected is the word, but is, you know, is known. Mm -hmm. It's Spectre, right? Still don't I know mean, much about him. Couldn't pick him out of a crowd, but at least he is out there doing, talking, posting communicating right pete really never did that yeah i feel like okay here's my rant i don't i don't care about titles sure and i think people who care about titles we're not going to get become friends what i care about is what people do right like um mm -hmm. do they do they do, does the title come with new powers or like responsibilities um and if not well that's just dressing up right like and as far as I'm concerned, like the function that people generally understand as commissioner is uh, being taken by John Spector, who also most recently has become much more community facing, increasingly so, I think over the last couple of months, usually like when something in the Overwatch League happens, there's a tweet from him giving like additional information. And while it looked like felt a little bit... Mm, like clumsy in the start, I think they're growing into yep. uh, doing the good stuff there. And like, if they they want to name, uh, I think he's the vice president of Overwatch League, the commissioner as well. Good, 
Like if that makes people happy, like I think functionally people already like so many people said, oh, I thought he was the commissioner, whatnot, blah blah blah. Yeah. And um, like the what 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 generally the commissioner does um, in a sports league has never been done by the person holding the title. Like Denzel also didn't do that, so um, I don't think it matters. Like what matters is that we got a guy that does. The, the the tasks that someone like that in that position needs to do, and as long as that's fulfilled, we good. So, and he got Nanzer's endorsement. Nate Nanzer right. took like for his once a month tweet. Uh, decided to you know talk about. It. He said I I I'm pretty close to verbatim. Uh, no one, and I mean no one, has worked harder on Overwatch League than John Spector. Um, Did I, you catch the? Uh... The uh, massive amounts of subtweeting from all the talent that left. Ooh, like Over even spicy. people where you wouldn't expect it from Doa. Like when, when you you know yes. when Doa says something, it's <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's like if oh, you no. angered one no, of the nicest people in the world. I, oh oh no. I didn't Quite see these subtweets. So tell me, so they're uh, about Spectre or about Pete? Uh, this was right after Pete was announced or reported to be leaving or mm. you know being replaced. Yeah. And I think Monty came out and was like, ah, what a nice day it is to be in esports. You know, I, I hear great things from the grapevine, you know, and then there was like, I don't remember what he said, but he had one that was like very pointed. And it's like, it's too coincidental to be like right after something like this happens. And the, the no, it was a quote tweet. It was literally a quote tweet. I'm pretty sure. Of was the, it? The action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah they were they were very. um. There was a glowing review that he was leaving, and it was uh, surprising to say the least. It's surprising, shame, actually. A glowing Definitely review like, of Pete? No, no, a glowing review of him leaving. Oh, okay. They were I, happy I, I that can't he was tell gone. when you're being okay. like sarcastic okay. and okay. artsy I found with it, your guys. words. I found it, guys. Okay. So, Variety announces uh, Pete um, access post uh, as Overwatch League Commissioner. Doa tweets, see ya. Second tweet. So the question is, do we get qualified individual with an esports background and knowledge of what is uh, what it takes to uh, move the industry forward, or Joe Sportsball executive number three thousand seven hundred sixty-two? I don't think there's this like, yeah, that's not pulling any punches here. No, when um, you hit him with a quote tweet and Joe Sportsball gloves are off, and that's from Della. That's crazy. And he you know, actually you, goes you know on, he's got up. multiple responses. I finally found it. And he's got multiple mm. responses uh, throughout um, all, all of this. So what should the scene be looking for in a new commissioner? Let's explore that. Yep. And he kind of goes into, uh, he wants Vince McMahon type personality that delivers news and league decisions. All that kind of stuff. So he's got, he's got kind of a long thing there. Um, but uh, ultimately... Yeah, I don't think there was a lot of the talent that left. Yeah. Um, based off of creative differences and just didn't have their contracts renewed. Um, I, Monty being one, I think Doa being the other. Uh, two big ones. Um, you know, really cited the the endemics and the creative difference between the endemic esports people and the non-endemic esports people. And. Yep. Um, sounds like, uh, this is a chance for us to get, uh, 
something endemic, and that feels I think yeah. good. Impo- like, I, sadly, I don't have anything bad. Like, I don't have anything. The worst thing I have to say about Pete as a commissioner is I have nothing to say about Pete as commissioner. Yep. And I think that's probably, yeah. and, and again, like I'm not, I'm not a meat sports guy, nor am I Joe sports ball number 36,725. Right. I couldn't tell you what a commissioner's job is supposed to do, but these people just felt like titles. Nate, even Nate, even though we hear about what he did behind the scenes, like to a public viewer, to a consumer, I don't know you. What are you here for? You say you're the commissioner, which is, you know, holds power in the title. But like, what do you actually do? Nobody knows. Nobody really sees you. You come out once in a while. You you bring out the trophy. You bring the checks. And I, I couldn't tell you what you do. Yeah. So, so having somebody to come out and be a little bit more, you know, forward facing, speak to the community on topics and issues that they might have or want to address feels like a good thing and it feels like specter's the best fit for it so in, why haven't we been doing that before in, I don't know. Ga- in gaming and esports it's just not acceptable to not have somebody at the top who yeah. becomes the face of that gaming that game or that franchise or uh that uh esports league it's just yeah. it's not something that um I don't want to say it can't be done. I would just say you put yourself at a disadvantage when you um, don't have that. Obviously, Overwatch has Jeff Kaplan, and I think in a lot of ways, it feels like Jeff really holds the community together (laughs) at this point. Um, And I think Blizzard knows that as the vice president of Blizzard. Right. Um, You know, I think that uh overwatch league wants that and needs that as well um and honestly there's a lot of times where it felt like monty was almost kind of like pseudo commissioner in some ways Mm -hmm. when he was communicating because we got more league information and communication from monty Monty a lot of times than um even when nanzer was involved nanzer i think kind of had this endearment though from the people involved that um you know still put him in in a in a a highly respected spot, but I think we all yep. would agree that we wanted more from Nancer. Um, it's not, it's from everything that we hear from, especially the talent that left Nancer felt much more business focused and kind of like was the person in the room that would immediately shut up when like was out of his kind of school of thought, at least from the bits that I've heard. This is very drastically different with the reaction to Pete leaving. Right. So I wonder if like how much, how much pushback, how much did somebody really have to do to be called Joe Sportsball, right? Like, that seems pointed as an, as an understatement. Like, this is pretty damning. Um, yeah. So it feels like we can only really go up from here. I'd love for Spectre to come in and be like, all right, guys, here's the rule book. Here's what we're doing. Bada bing. Here's the 2021 plans. We're, we're hitting the ground running. I'd love nothing more than that. I think I that'd be that- such a good move. The thing is, like, it, the the thing that frustrates me about this discussion is, like, yeah, we have very little, like, first-hand experience with sure. Pete at, at all. Like, um, for instance, he showed up on some esports panel recently, like, uh, watched that, wasn't impressed. Sure. Um, like, other than that, yeah, I don't know. Like, 
anyway, I don't care who you are that's going to drive this league forward. Just do it, dude. Just do like, it. Yeah, somebody has to. Somebody has to do something different. And and they're kind of doing something as well. I think like the direction like uh that we're taking, like it's okay. Let's let's call the spade a spade here, right? We are going to be a much worse experience oh. than the top esports are for a while. Yeah. We need we need some work to be done. If if I look at our animated stage and then I look watch at worlds, I get a little disappointed, but also get a little like second wind saying, yo, this is improvement, dude. Yeah. Like yeah. this is actually like the concept behind it is kind of dope. Like that they're like even the idea of like, you know, like basically like we even talked about it. Okay, this is this is where where I'm getting a little okay, tinfoil hats. Like where it's like maybe the ideas on this podcast haven't missed anyone. But anyway, like where they implement the because okay, Twitch chat doesn't work on YouTube. How many of times course. are you gonna restart this thought? Okay, okay. <laughs> Jesus, just right. say the thing. <laughs> okay. Because Twitch chat doesn't work as a hype uh yep. aggregator yep. because we don't have yep. uh, hype, we don't have the emotes, YouTube doesn't do the same. Nope. What we need to do is find something else that transports hype of an online viewership towards the screen. Now, yep. I'm not saying the implementation of these dudes, dudes, like, you know, like the, the things that they're going to implement during the grand finals where it's like people can like click on something and it will like emit a cheer to the stream. That's something that's coming. They've like field tested it throughout the playoffs with like little emotes coming up with like boo right. and like, yeah, yeah, that type of stuff. But like if that at all, like works out and we get some like crowd reception like basically you know that a, uh, in twitch on twitch if pock champs are being spammed a good play happened sure. the same indicator can be done through that if that at all catches on yeah, i'm not yeah, sure yeah. how the implementation is but the underlying premise is sweet dude like that's like the idea of implementing that and also thinking mm -hmm. dudes we gotta think laterally. We are in a lockdown state. Yeah. Everything that happens in the physical world is not guaranteed in 2021. And, any, so, and then, to be fair, anything we think of now isn't just gonna go away. Right. Right? Like, most of the viewership, uh, I shouldn't speak with any kind of confidence on this, but like a good portion of like esports is all online. Right. Whether it's viewing like that, that technology or whatever that is developed doesn't just go away just because COVID goes away. So yeah. like, it seems like a safe investment. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, uh, I feel like this is like, I'm, I'm really getting giddy, like at, at these ideas, mm -hmm. like being sort of implemented and tried with like, if, if it doesn't work, whatever, like re like next version or whatever, yeah, or this like is the stuff that you, you should be trying with. Not right format of your game. Right. Try with this stuff. If it doesn't work, okay. Try to try 2.0. Try 3.0. Okay. Well, you know, yep. patch it. Figure it out. This is the stuff you can go hog wild with. Yep. It's probably going to be in mute land for me anyway. So I really don't have much of an opinion. But I mean, hey, mute land, go for but it. like this, uh, where I th see this going. Okay. So I see the virtual arena and I go, this would be hella dope in VR. Yeah. Right. Not like, even VR. Just, just put me in game. Right. 
Right. Just put yeah. me put me in game. Put me in your Dolby Atmos for round sound too. So I've got everything. I can you know, do that yeah. that kind of stuff. Which by the way, I AirPods Pro have spatial sound now. And when you like watch with your phone with the spatial sound on, like the room changes based on how your head is tilted. And I'm like, I want that in the game um, right. as well. But like, you know, imagine if they could put you in that arena. Mm. Yeah. Or imagine Dude, if you can like, even walk around the arena on your own. I'm, I'm walking around like esports broadcasting companies begging them to give me a lobby I can invite people to so we can all watch synchronized esports together. How hard can it be? How ha do I have to do two times checks for those that don't know? Like the YouTube player, you can increase the play speed to two times, therefore syncing it up through all uh listeners of the channel and if you do it at the same work. time and then it starts buffering and you need yeah. to basically after every map resync otherwise you always have like someone like with dope internet somewhere in san francisco just like going yes and you're like they're currently in spawn dude like what are you screaming at like this is yeah. this is not Get fun 45 right? seconds ahead of so, give me something like that give me a virtual room to watch overwatch in that's already ahead of everyone else uh that like that's why Basically, like the this this technology with like the co-stream or companion stream or whatever you want to call it is so dope because like um like ingenuity from the community has contributed to us being able to watch a synced experience and sort of like experience it through that scope. Like do something like this, like I don't know, experiment, dude, expand yeah. the minds. Like this is the first metaversial approach I've seen in from Blizzard at large in a long time. Other than maybe the, I don't know, Warcraft movie coming or whatever. But like, yeah, like that's what I want. Like this is, it, it looks like, it looks like ass, dude. Like you, The, the like, arena, you think, looks like yeah. ass? What is it like? I don't know. It looks really. like, I'm, I feel like I that render. Like, ass. like the render is really, I, I don't know, dude. I, I, and I don't care, right? Like that's not a problem, but like. It doesn't look that bad. It's a little. If an XQC dude that hangs out in his stream channel can 3D model like a video that looks better than this, like then, right? It's Wait, not great. Th this is live though. You realize that yeah. these yeah. are live broadcast stuff. That, the XQC stuff wasn't that. Like these but are things that have to be. What, what do you okay? What do you mean by live broadcast stuff? Like the the player cams are going to be put on those things, right? And the casters right. are going to be put in there, right? Right. Do you think they need to have it movable in like a three dynamic space or can they like re pre-render the entire arena to the same quality and just put the video screens over it? As far as I understand it, and I'm not I'm not a production like guru on this level, like I can mm -hmm. OBS for days, but this isn't OBS, right? This is like what you're doing is you're creating these you're creating these sources and actually physically mapping them in a 3d environment and then operating uh, a camera. So there is a limitation, right? On, I mean, like, if it, what it, is actually like, it's the same thing. Like, I mean, we, we have these uh, 3d things for football all the time. Right. And, or soccer or, or whatever. Like, I don't, you yeah, guys have they this, look and they don't look that great. Do they? Yeah. They, they look don't. about this quality of level because there's a yeah. limit. It's not because like, Oh, we couldn't afford somebody to texturize this. It's, we don't have a game, like, you need people to have a gaming engine to be able to actually render these out in, and do that in real time, and they, it can't be done. Not, not the people, the, the actual, like, 
Right. We, we and are I'm at a point where sure the if... technology can render out much higher quality than that in real time. As right. I and understand I it. It is the higher um the higher upside play in the long run. I just think like maybe for the for the short term, like something pre-rendered, like the the okay, the ride stages are pre-rendered uh behind the the curtain type of thing, much like the the Overwatch League season one, season two studio was, right? So like do you need to really move like people in a 3D environment for for I mean you can try you can build on the concept of course like once again yeah. like it feels like I'm getting bad backhanded compliments I I dig this but let's not like it, I feel like we need, we can be fair and say like this is it's yeah. fine it feels like the bare minimum to kind of make it a spectacle that like yeah without kind of lo wanted. looking comical and I don't yeah. think it looks com comical that's no, the good thing it's fine I, I just I wonder what this is actually going to look like on broadcast. The LCS did something very similar and I was not thrilled. So yeah. uh, I, I do yeah. like, I think the first thing um, that I want to say is number one, f you both. Um, I think this is, Fair. this is great. Um, I think <laughs> they've done a great job with it. I don't love all right. the, like a lot of people are getting tripped up by the blues, which again, those are going to be replaced by players. And that's just like the background card for the players. Right. So like relax a little bit. Um, you know, like, I think it's, I think it's really good. And I think that the limitations here are not in design or execution. It's in technology. And I think yeah. that we need to, uh, recognize that. However, before Joe goes off here, there's a part of me that just like, you know what? Just put us in the apex arena, dude, and do the live thing. Just do that. Do what they do for apex. Do Have the, you yeah. know, do the bubble. We don't even need fans. Yeah. Um, oh. I'd like fans in a safe way or not like uh, whatever and not safe, not a not safe way, but you know, like yeah. I would, ideally I would love fans there, bubble them too. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Um, but the, <laughs> you know how much money you have to pay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't care. Here's my two grand I ticket. I, I, I want to be bubbled. From home. Give me an internet connection. You can bubble me. <laughs> Give me an internet connection and cook me food. Um, I don't know. Like this is you've got you've got to do something to make this a spectacle. You couldn't have done what you've been doing for the past yeah. seven months. I don't know what else much more I could ask for. No, no, you know no what? Yeah, like I'm, I'm. It's it's high criticism. Like like yeah. because as I led with the argument, like we see what is possible in esports <laughs> at a magnitude to twenty times bigger than ours sure and uh like as like coming from the the conception of the overwatch league you would have liked to be here be there by year three i yeah. feel so my problem with all of this and i hope you've had enough time to be able to fix this where are the webcams people want to see their players they're, they're, they're gonna be I, the webcams sure are gonna be here we ha we we haven't been saying that, but they should have already been here, these and they six, still can't get it right. They're going to be here. That's what these six things are for, right here. We've had yeah. we have scenes. They're there. All I agree. Right we've here. had these same scenes Circle. all season. I agree. We've had these similar scenes all season. No player cams. I'm going to say I mean, not seventy percent of the yeah. time. Not no, in not game. in game. Right, hundred percent. Right. That's I think this is like one of the big problems. That has plagued the Overwatch League, and I don't. I again, hands up with the logistics. I get it. COVID, hundred percent. 
Well, we've had time. You've had a, a near four week break. The people want to see their players. The people want to cheer for the people, you know, they want to see. Mm-hmm. So we have this stage. We have this pre, like pre-rendered whatever graphic. I get it. Please. Dude. They want to see Carpe. They want to see Fleta. They want to see their players. Please. At the very least. I don't even care if it moves. I don't care if the stage moves. I don't care if there's fireworks. Just show the players. Please. Oh, that would be so great. So what Joe is talking about is like Carpe says winnable in his mic in his microphone. And then as he makes it winnable, either you show the face of his opponents being crushed and just going, or you see Carpe show absolutely no emotion while he kills the dreams of his fellow opponents. Right? Like just like the facial expression. Imagine like think that that was also part of the gnomes episode. Yeah. Just think of how much we got from that through the um, mm-hmm. Apex experience. Like, if that's part of the broadcast, yeah, um, like that's one of the biggest. I parts. think that's even going above and beyond. I'm not even asking for that. I'm just asking for when we're going into a match, the people want to see their players. They like use the stage that you've kind of designed and built. Make sure we have the players' cameras like overlooking where they would be sitting. Show off the players. You know, they people are. are here for them. That's I, 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 I they, hope. They, That's yeah, right. they literally they're, they're not going to just have 12 and, blank blue squares there. No, but they'll have Joe, just a, did, a PNG right? of the players. That's, I'm not sure if you're not I'm aware, saying. but yeah, I mean, the blank PNGs, especially in later parts of the, the season, yeah. were more like the minority, I feel. I feel mm-hmm. the majority of players had uh, active player camps uh, where you could see them in between rounds. That's a, that's the bare minimum I'm asking for. As long as you can see the players per like in between rounds. And again, I get what you're saying. They have it's all set up all season. It's all set up and they still haven't done it. So like, at, I'm not I'm sure if you. For, OK, what I don't understand is either either I don't know what you mean or you don't know that they are actually already doing that. No, th- they have it. They yes, I understand that they're doing that. Not right. everybody's doing it. Or they just turn right. them off halfway through. Right. We can't have this. They right. want to see you. At the right. very least, so keep it on. There's so there's limit there's limit as I understand it, there's limitations on when and how these players have or haven't been included. I, I as I understand mm-hmm. it, part of it was players can actually choose if they want to have their cams on or cams off. I I, I understand yeah. why you hate that. I would ex- I suspect that that's not even a consideration for grand finals. Yeah. Let's just assume it's Hopefully. not for right now. Number one. Number two, um, technological limitations of doing all this stuff from home kind of changes sure. a little bit with bandwidth and speed because that webcam is actually taking up more of your bandwidth than all of your game and everything else and all your audio is. Right. So all that stuff is now uh, presumably resolved with Overwatch League Grand Finals. Shut and close. We'll revisit Hold it them. afterwards. And then you, you can cry and grr all you want. It's not and it's not like a complaint. The, I'll give you I'm the just platform. like why aren't we finding a solution for this? They did well, presumably they did. Hopefully. That's again, this is this is a hope. I'm not saying like you haven't done it why are, why should I believe you're going to do it now? I'm hoping you've had enough time. I understand the logistics. A virtual stage for cams before. Sure. They I mean, again, I hope that we can get this solved. I think and I've talked about this. If you kind of come into the, the live shows every once in a while, I start asking people like, hey, like, why are you watching? 
I haven't got a ton of positive feedback on this, so maybe if you, you know, so so choose to leave a comment down below in the YouTube or the audio or the five star iTunes, whatever the whatever your preferred comment section of choice is. But how much have you lost this season not being able to see your favorite player like interact with the game or or see some of the emotion from the players because it's just a PNG file. And we don't have that, you know, I, I don't think they hear you. I don't think the Overwatch League hears you if that's something you care about. I think that's a great question, and I do want to talk about that at some point. It, yeah, it's too big. Let's celebrate a little bit the season going into Grand Finals going forward for the show. Um, sure. But I think, you know, we're going we're gonna to get into, I think, this. And let's see if we end on the right note. Maybe we just end on the right note. And right. we go from there. A lot of stuff is changing. A lot of good things. A lot, a lot of good of, things. A lot of good things yep. are changing. Uh, th this podcast would be nothing if we uh, aren't the ones, you know, who are constantly uh, holding the league accountable for stuff. <laughs> we tend to do that a lot. Uh, but yeah. we've got, you know, in less than 24 hours, we're going to be watching some mm -hmm. epic grand finals matches. We've got this 3D right. Uh, right. stage set up. Sweet. I'm excited. We're going to talk about yep. it more. We've got a new commissioner, one who um, has done great things in CDL, and then the other one who, um, you know, has been kind of the face and worked very hard on Overwatch League for f the better part of four years plus. Um, can we talk about some of these roster movements? <laughs> oh, boy. So, sure. Shoot. Oh, boy. Let's do, do wanna, actually, before we do that, I want to talk about season, uh, end of season awards. Right. Uh, right. sorry. Uh, not, not, sorry, <laughs> Eric, this is why it's hard to do timestamps. My bad. Uh, end of season awards. Um, a, oh. we've, we've got them. Uh, first of all, uh, rookie of the year. Won by alarm. Sweet. Big one. We like that. We like that chat. My dog liked that clapping, apparently. Um, I, I don't have any much to add except for congrats on Alarm on what I feel yep. like was a very Bunch strong case yeah. for. And Bunch I don't have any real disagreements or way to be like, but, well, we could. Nope. Alarm. Oh, that's coming. I'm there. That's good. Um, do we need do we want to discuss alarm at all? Uh, anything no, no. About uh, alarm oh, is fine. I think, um, I think yeah. yeah, I know. No, I, I'm, you, I agree you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. There's Anything not much you guys to say. Want to sick? Add, cool. Well, let's go to the next one then. Uh, coach of the year. Uh, coach Moon of the Shanghai First, Dragons. You know, well done. First of all, you know, congratulations. congratulations. Yeah, well, you know, much deserved. Yeah. Guys, how 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 did this 22 year old do it? Build this comp? Oh, they're rich parents, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Moon's career. So, okay. Let it be, let me, let it be okay. said, coaches who work for organizations that have more money and are willing to invest more than others don't deserve to be coach of the year. That's what no, no, that's not a, that's, that's what Yiska <laughs> is saying here. Is if you have a lot of money, you can't be a good coach of the year because you can buy good players. I, I'm saying rich people don't deserve rights, but... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm looking at Kate's but, restricted stock units oh, for who man. she works for right now, and I go, crap, we're going to lose our rights one day because. 
Golden handcuffs, but, man. <laughs> so, okay. Um, I think Moon was definitely one of the best coaches this season. Um, it's undeniable that a coach that um, like leads a team to such a dominant performance cannot be an atrocious one, right? That said, this smells like every BS American Sports League Coach of the Year award, where you just vote best team, best coach. And I really wonder what the measurement stick are that people use. Okay, so let's let's think of what coaches should be doing. I personally, I quite like my um, my measurement stick of. Val uh, resources given val to value created, right? Mm -hmm. If we look at resources given to value created, then it's either cookie, packing, or rush that stand out as like the top performance. Okay? Even if you don't believe that is a good measurement, mm -hmm. then if you go, who actually wins a lot with their team? You look at Krusty and you look at Moon, who have probably almost identical records in terms of like two uh, playoff, uh, sorry, tournament titles this season. Yeah, okay, one of them didn't get uh, first in this uh, league, whatever, right? Like minor, di give that to Moon, whatever. The, pr right. the difference is that Moon didn't have to give up a, an Overwatch MVP midseason. And didn't have to downsize his roster considerably. Nope. Lowering uh, their expenses uh, uh, at the same time. And the dominance continues throughout the hardships. Now, yeah. I think that is quite a bit more impressive than, uh, than what's happening there. Now, let's also look at what, what do you mean by coach of... Uh, um, by coach of the year, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think we have really good insight into what um, what each coach contributes, right? We're focusing a lot on the personality of Moon. Realistically, what we're all only able to judge is how good is Shanghai Dragons coaching staff. Yeah, I don't think many. I don't think most people are concerned about the personality of Moon so much as they like correlate good team to good coach which isn't wrong but i think there are better candidates to okay. your point there's also a good question in chat which is did paris not have high resources given to them their team yes with the added caveat that they also had to absolutely keep a couple of the players around because they were on two plus ones they couldn't have made the, the moves, the radical moves that everyone was making. And those players were most definitely not the top-ranking players that remained on the Shanghai Dragons from Season mm -hmm. 2 to Season 3. That's where, like, arguably Rush has coached them towards. And when I say Rush, once again, I, I mean the entire coaching stuff, right? So, um, like, we also have to consider limitations. So, optionalities in these sure. uh, respective parts. Like, to me, I think to a degree, like the freedom you, that you have determines like the responsibility you can uh, should be taking on 
and the resources that you are given in a major way determines your competitive success. Yeah, I think so. The fact that Packing outperformed the Gladiators is crazy. And like, maybe you'd say, okay, that's that's part packing, part gladiators underperforming. Probably something uh, true there. But like, sure. I, I I don't know if people realize what the magnitude or what the what oh, the multipliers don't. are in, in terms of like what the resources for these these teams like. One guy coaches two esports regularly, gets to sell off like top ten uh, level talent, has to rebuild, like takes. Basically, no buyout uh, personnel raises them up to a, a level like that can mess with some of the top teams sometimes in some metas, which is crazy already. While we all thought they were going to be one of the worst teams this year, going into it now, of course, we have to temper a little bit. KSP wasn't announced when we all brought them. Yada yada. Nobody got nobody of you got them over fifteen swings, other yeah. than Custa anyway. Um, so, like. That has to be weighed against something. And I feel like we're weighing the... Like, this is recency bias printed all over it, where it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, we kind of knew that, like, they just, like, were a good team, and they just... Dude, they, like, half of those team, nobody believed uh, in these players anymore. Or, like, okay, so KSP is a great talent. Why does nobody else have him, then, that we're mm -hmm. slinging money around, like, willy-nilly? Like you got coaching is part of the uh, the um, scouting the value, yeah, is is part of the value that uh, coaching stuff creates. So yeah. it, I understand if you don't say packing. I understand, for instance, like if you want to say rush, but also because uh, he got to win a tournament, or if you want to say cookie because they finished higher and had like a, maybe a little bit more of a stable performance. I'm mm. with you on that. I I just think that is more impressive than like. Getting 12 of the best players, or okay, getting like 10 players who are all top five in their positions to dominate a seven man region that I, yes, is very high level, but also like we don't know how, how high. To, to remotely defend Moon for a moment, if we were to put a price tag on this roster and put similar price tags on other teams in the league, at least he spends his money well. Yeah, but gives you results, it's, right? It's like that's where I, that's, I don't think. Man, this is nobody it's actually has tilting me because you're discounting Moon because he did his job right and well, and just right? had more resources to do it. Like yes. that's you can't take that away from him. This right? isn't who out uh, performed preseason power ranking coach of the year. Yeah. Uh, this that's not what this is. Is this is the ultimately the coach of the year? You took, he comes in, in, I think he came in around, uh, I, I want to say September of 2019. Sure. Signs Fleta, Lip, Void, Stand, Legion, and Fearless. Right. Okay. Like, okay. if, if yeah. coaches don't get. It, That's it, like three if, times it, the payroll of. I know, uh, I understand. Valid right there, but okay. Yeah. But <laughs> at this he point, got he's you making results. the case for it. Yes. And he got you the results for it. Yep. He brought the talent. Like he, you, right. you, the. Yeah, he detracted the talent. That's fair. He attracted it. There has to be at some point where, when we are really harsh on coaches for the failures, mm -hmm. for underperforming, right. for not yeah. signing the right players, for not 
yep. keeping the team together uh, mm-hmm. for not. You have to then give that to the coach who did do those things. Yeah, did all those things. He didn't do these things wrong or wrong enough to disqualify right. him from this. I think that it is like, I think that you've got, you know, arguments for sure. Krusty. I think he had to face yes. a lot of adversity in doing mm-hmm. that. And I think especially if they walk away being the overwatch league season one championships or champions, I think that your season three champions, I think that you walk away scratching your head a little bit um, about like, should that have been crusty uh, yeah. right now? Shanghai, I think are the favorites. Yeah. I think most people are in the, camp of agreeing that except for crazy you know crazy joe schmo footballs just kidding uh joe sports ball over here yeah yeah except for crazy joe (laughs) over here and i think that like i think everything you're saying yiska is right and valuable and we should make an award for a coach who embodies what you're talking about but i Mm -hmm. don't think that that's what coach of the year is okay I un- I understand that that's your definition, and it's yeah. like I totally respect that. Like that's sort of like the second category. I then like because the accolades to me that Krusty and Moon had feel very similar. That's where I I am then confused that you don't give it to Krusty. Probably like it, this is uh, to me it it's feels fair. like like being being like the defending champion works against him here where people are like, I agree. we don't want to give him uh, another one. And I'm, yep. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that honestly moon probably isn't my choice. Mm-hmm. I think Krusty probably is my choice. Has to be. I think, um, I think if you're to be honest, things- I don't, I haven't given it a lot of thought because I'm, it, that's not, yeah, that's not who I am. Uh, you know, but like, you know, talking about, you know, these coaches like Kuki and packing, who performed really well and did a lot with um, what they were given, which was kind of middle of the table. You take kind of middle of the table resources and you elevate it to, you know, a top five, six team, seven, whatever you want to, however, whatever Mm. skill you want to use. Really amazing. Really incredible. I don't know what that award is. I don't know how we recognize those coaches and talents. Honestly, I want to say part of it is, is, you guys doing more of what you do best and highlighting that in the middle of the season so that it wouldn't be lost on the average uh, uh, viewer or watcher that's on the overwatch league on if they want the, the packings and the cookies to be recognized for these types of awards. Honestly, if packing got it, I'd be confused as an average viewer. Sure. Yeah. That'd be confusing to me. Yeah, like, uh, do you I, think I the, and the that's viewers the... would be confused if the payrolls of every team were public? No, no. no. I th- I think right. that I think would that be matters. probably baked into the the broadcast a lot. I think that'd be a gigantic talking point. Like as disingenuous as it is, I can just see two like the team one and team two with price tags attached to them, and then the wins next to them, like. I don't know. Look at this guy and look at this guy. One team won, one team didn't. What happened here? Like yeah. that, you can already start to see those narratives being built, and that starts to like seep into the the nomenclature and the understanding of the general like viewer. And then coach of the year becomes much. Did we get at least you have content? another kind of a say what? Did we get um, Overwatch a league shoulder content about coach of the year candidates? Uh, I know that we got um, one for Moon maybe. two days ago. Um, I know saying that they, transforming they, Shanghai into dragons. Um, but did we get, <laughs> okay. 
do we get because like part of that is in the storytelling right uh as well I mean, like if if we yeah. had these conversations if we had this shoulder content if we had you know we took a half time or we took a took a break and talked about the different coaches and coaches of the year and while they're why they are maybe deserving and what we are wanting this award to be and defining by but the book is pretty straightforward that you know it's good teams who perform well and mm-hmm. their teams have good things to say about them as a coach yeah i don't think i, I to to kind of youtube chat and jumping in front of that i don't think yes is saying and maybe he can correct me if i'm wrong i don't think he's saying that moon shouldn't be on the ballot He's just yeah. not who he would pick. Right. That's it's not also, a dis- complete discredit. That's one factor that also contributes to like my belief, which is like, I feel like the coaching staff with Shanghai Dragons actually made, made it harder for themselves by questionable sub- substitutions mm-hmm. than it needed to be. Um, like a lot of the series that they had to snatch from the jaws of defeat probably wouldn't have had to go there in the first place. I don't, I don't disagree there. It wasn't nope. the most optical, but I, I think a Valiant had a few of those weeks as well, where you're like, you know, what the f- are they doing? Um, I think the only, I think we did. Yeah. I mean, we saw that, and we ultimately saw the justifications around it with stuff like what you know, where's Rascal this year? Where's Sinatra? Um, and all yeah, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And again, there's there's justifications and reasons. In the same way, we should assume that there's justifications and reasons on the Shanghai side as well. Um, mm-hmm. We, sure. we just know yeah, some that's of them. Very true. We know some right. of them. We don't know some of them. That's mm-hmm. very true. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. I I don't think that there's any team that I can think of that's played perfectly to what, um. You know, having listened uh, specifically, I'll just talk to you, Yiska, on how mm-hmm. you would have played them with the information that you had. I don't think that there's a right. single roster that came even close. I can think of times where, you know, mayhem has been, you've you know, been there. Obviously we've had outlaws on that gladiators. I don't know if we've actually talked about gladiators specifically, um, you know, outside of the teams that had no other choice, but to play the players, what they play when you have a deep right. roster and you have substitutions, I think every single one has had some pretty questionable on right. externally as a fan choices on who they actually end up fielding. Yeah. And it's also like in the like resources extend past like coaching salaries and player salaries, but also in the setups that the respective organizations can also um, provide, like, you know, like everything in the environment, like it's it's not a coincidence that a lot of the high spending teams also having top performing uh, rosters, right? Like it's not a it's not a an as perfect model anymore as it once was, but it is pretty close with notable outliers, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's just... I get it. I also think that um, we saw, you know, we saw Alarm get Rookie of the Year. Flutter getting MVP? You gave it to to NA, so you give this to... I hope that had nothing to do with it. Please, God. Oh, my God. I bet you a thousand dollars... Oh, I'm so tired. $1,000 regions oh. absolutely had to do with how they awarded this out. Dude, dude like these, these participation medals, get away from me, dude. I don't that, disagree there. Oh, yeah. There's like, but if don't you, give let's say you had Moon and Krusty. Let's say you had Moon and Krusty right here, and you're in the league office, and you have everything 50 50. 
it's it, you kind of get down to like the four the fourth tiebreaker here is like well which which region has less support uh, you see i'd be much okay i'd be much so, more agreeable with like the voter fatigue of giving it to like the same coach dude, i don't think it like, had much to do with I, i'll tell you straight that up could be if there was That's if point. there was a a coach of the year debate between crusty and moon and one of us was to host it that wouldn't that wouldn't go over well for Moon. No, talking about no. Overwatch with Krusty, no. I can tell you that straight up. Moon is a charismatic character that has high levels of knowledge in Overwatch, probably, but is not like the strategic type uh, that comes in. Yeah, like Krusty is like he's like the full package. No, no, no. He is the greatest Overwatch coach we will probably ever see. Yep, he's the greatest Overwatch League coach currently. Remember, yep. stage three of 2018, the Boston Uprising had a perfect stage with who is the head coach? Krusty. Yeah. yeah. Goes to shock, After wins the title. One of the and that's that's the that's the entire thing, dude. Like we're we're getting to a point. I today I wrote like a uh, a goat um candidate like artic a candidate article, and how many of these people have not been recognized in any way by these awards. Tilts me off the planet, bro. No like, we're playing them so badly. And this, no argument. Once again, like shoulder content recognition. Yes. There has to be more story building. There has to be more told about these uh, yep. these players and these coaches and these things. And and honestly, we sh should probably be doing more on you know the show too to be bringing those stories to light. That's the off season and during the season. Maybe we should be taking a little bit more time to like. You know what? Let's not recap the games for a week and let's actually talk about right. coach of the year. Yeah. I'll I'll also straight up tell you this this stuff where it's like, oh yeah, we can only have like two candidates per team for like nah. Nah, dude. Nah 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 nah. We don't share impressions for bad performances. This is not something we want to incentivize. You're you want an MVP vote on the ballot. You want a roll star. You buy the big players, my dudes. That's how it goes. And if Shock has literally their bench bench on the MVP ballot, you better be spending. That's how you incentivize it. This, this <laughs> American commie sports culture <laughs> also tilts me off the planet. Like, <laughs> to be fair, I... I I personally think that that's not like that's not an NA thing. That's a gaming thing. Uh, that's an inclusion yeah. thing. I think that's, that's a yeah. feel good thing. That's almost like a Blizzard thing. Yeah, you know, right. like when when can you find ways to be, or at least appear to be more inclusive and non inoffensive? If you believe that, if you choose, you know, because at the end of the day, right? If you have ten candidates. There are only really in in most pools only three real considerations. Yeah, so does yeah. it really matter who the other seven go to, especially if they're not doing shoulder content anyway? They're not highlighting yeah. those stories. Do you really get a different end result as a justification? I don't personally believe that. I believe you should best tell the story in the case, and like it's disingenuous to fans to understand who the real great best players mm -hmm. and organizations are. I'm I'm not trying to say that at all. Uh, but, um, that, that's a gaming thing. That's a blizzard thing. Don't you dare try to put that shit on my country because right now there's a lot of stuff you can. Oh. <laughs> that ain't it. That ain't it. Yeah. That's fair. That's like, fair. That's fair. I love how my, how my character can basically be summarized as a narco capitalist on the field and social Democrat in the sheets. Like, just like, 
I like I don't know. Like it, get that stuff out of my sports. Like sports is a simulation of war. Let's get at it. Like Choji is straight up freaking out right now with the uh, heat and passion that we've got going on here. Hey, what's this? Actual horses in the household. True. He is. He's struggling oh, yeah. with the kitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Kitty, no bueno. Kitty doesn't. Kitty. He's licking his lips. Do are you sure no, he, he hasn't eaten it? Kitty is a. Uh, is kind of mean to him. She'll just walk oh. around. He'll just walk around and like bop him in the nose and run away. Really? <laughs> yeah, just like bop, run away. <laughs> That's and he's like calm, just laying there. He doesn't even get up, doesn't do anything. Thank you, buddy. Um. So <laughs> thank you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> That's how we actually don't like it's. It, we didn't really train our dog to say no to like respond to no. He responds mm. to thank you. Like thank you, and like that's how he gets off, or like that's how he stops doing things. Like thank you, <laughs> so uh, might cute. not be the best, might be the best trading, but it works really well for us. That's that's um, like how you would respond to a guy standing in front of like a Walmart handing out flyers, just like, uh, uh, do you want to fly? No, thank you. Yeah, comes up, thank you. You can see like he's breathing in your face or something. Like thank you, Choge, <laughs> and he's like bumbles back. Uh. Thanks, buddy. Um, okay. Heated right, topic. Do roll stars. D dog quickly. can't handle it anymore. Oh, uh, you wanna? You want me to? Okay. Every yeah, roll I think star completely justified. Sado's kind of snubbed. Hanbin kind of snubbed, but I understand because there's a lot of tanks. You're right, dude. You know what I'm about to say. Do I? How is Sparkle? Rollstar. Oh, yeah. And how is either KSP or sure. Yaki sure. or hmm, who else People comes to mind? Been stars all season. Yeah. How not half are those guys not when it's like haven't we decided to do hero pools and therefore the best players are determined by the flexibility over a vast majority of metas? And now we are nominating a dude that popped off on Genji? Yeah, I mean, he won a final. He was the best Genji probably around, but like... Sure. And then only played like 42% of the season for his team? I mean, you've got recency bias. You've got a sprinkle of actual God, storytelling yeah. to it. Give me, give, me, give me the ballots, by the way. I need those. Yeah, where where are the ballots? Gimme, give gimme. Give uh, dude. Not, not that there's anything wrong with that. I don't think anybody deserves a personal attack, but it's just like where no, no, like, where are we getting in the game? Like I'm yeah. not attacking anyone, like no. not specifically. Like but um like just take this seriously because like people I mean now no money is attached to these awards. Yes. If you care about this, but like these guys are doing that seventy hours a week. This right. this is something that's important to like to, to jump in front of and defend the voters, which I am not one of them. At least not this year. Last year I was. There is no criteria. It is left up to individuals to take this seriously, which I believe they do. I do believe that everybody has taken this as seriously as they, you know, take anything else, right? The problem is that it's not given proper guidance. It's just, what's your definition of coach of the year? Well, your definition and my definition are very different. 
we need a definition to say mm. this is the criteria that you should be voting upon. Yeah. This is the criteria for roll stars. This is the criteria here. Who decides that? I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. Give it to the commissioner. Make a, make a council. I have no idea. But I think having criteria solves a lot of these problems, especially going into the future. Because I don't think this is changing. I don't think, I, I don't think we're out of the ballpark in terms of having another Kareev. And again, I, I mean, this is not, this is not, this is no had, shame. This is no he had at least 10 good, uh, good, uh, dragon bites. Not just two sure. sleep dots. 100%. It is, it is an upgrade, but again, I don't understand how we can highlight somebody who played half a season. Was it a good half a season? hundred percent. When you look at the breadth of things, I, dude, I'll give you it, one it more. Gets, gets, I think if Sparkle starts the season, he definitely he could even be an MVP candidate. Sure, but that's not sure. what we're valuing here. Yep. Like I also think like that this guy will continue to be stellar uh, in the mm -hmm. next years. That's that's not the point. Like you don't value. Like you you gotta look at your season format. Look at what actually contributes to the season's objective, which is win regular season and win playoffs, and then say, how much has he contributed this year to it? Yep. A, he couldn't play half the season. Yep. And then B, when he did... Which isn't his like, fault, to be fair. Of course. Not his like, fault. But, yeah. but, I mean, by the same token, like, okay, then, then I, I suppose uh, Alarm was a role star in 2019 because I, he was I, definitely one of the best flex agree. in the world. I agree. We, we can't hold it against them. We can't really use right. it as a vote of confidence for them, right? And, and chat, by no means am I saying Sparkle winning Rollstar is comparable to Kareev. I'm speaking hyper, both hyperbolic and in a vacuum. Right. We need to detract from ha this happening again using Kareev as an example. I don't think Sparkle's that... I'm not that upset by it, but it's still a problem. I, I do have... I do take issue with it because this isn't like what Yiska's saying. This isn't just some little you know merit badge that you put on your little scout sash and you get to go to the the, the marine ball right no, no no this is like affecting livelihoods it's it is you, like people didn't realize what being a role star means in contract negotiations yep. and it's go only going to increase moving forward we need this to mean something and we have to figure out what we want this to mean i don't know who to makes that decision but somebody needs to i think so mm -hmm. that we, we really get a pinpoint and we can start to refine what the criteria is. We can really kind of figure this out instead of leaving it up to, you know, assumption and, and your definition versus my definition. And oh, well, now we right. gave it to somebody who played half a season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Again, not super mad at it. Just kind of we need to build the system out a little bit. Yeah. The, uh, and also the rest of the role stuff. Like, I, I feel like. It's it's kind of moaning on a high level because I think we got it mostly right this season. Right. It's just like a couple of picks where it's like, mm, I mean, we we maybe have to like, there there needs to be some recognition or someone needs to do bookkeeping in terms of like what the those people actually achieved because like we know like memories are short, and um like having these hallmark achievements is very like it is important to a legacy of a player mm -hmm. and. Once again, like it's, it kind of hurts when the only personal achievement that a player has who's 
the front runner of a goat candidate of code candidacy has like a grand finals MVP trophy. And don't give me he didn't deserve it in in all the other regards because that's ridiculously wrong. I mean, I, I I sympathize with the emotion. I just don't know or couldn't even dream of a of a of a solution for that particular case. And and I'm assuming that being profit. Um, I'd like awards. I'd I'd like a creation of an award similar to a Golden Mouse or an Intel Grand Slam to highlight people for continued excellence. That isn't just tied to award ceremony season. That can be given to people that are repeating some sort of success whatever we define it to be it can be whatever we want but i i think that would probably do a a good deal of service to these these players who again continue to perform week on week on week and yeah. deserve it yeah. but might not have a good candidacy because they aren't a rookie or for whatever reason right like i don't know like i i think i'll i think sparkle deserves an award i just don't think he deserved this award yeah that's the problem. But again, awards we've we've gone quite long right. with. Again. Isn't getting to play esports competitively a reward enough? A reward in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> again, to to end on a positive note, again, we're we're nitpicking here across <laughs> the board. It's all been good. The awards usually like we've we've had worse. This is these are good awards. We 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 love and respect that. We like this chat. I hope so. nobody gets awards, and your award is getting to play video games for a living, you ungrateful little shits. Something, something line cook, right, guys? Yeah. Get a real job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right, rosters. Roster movements. Let's we get got, spicy. Ooh. Man, we've got a lot going on here, don't we? Yep. Uh, man, let's, uh, let's start, I think, there's a few, but I think the most recent... And also very impactful mm -hmm. is going to be the LA Gladiators parting way with Jaru Bishu, Big Goose, and Shaz. Arguably, so I'm going to say this right now. No. Is there a more franchise-defining player yeah, or group, of, group of players than Big Goose and Shaz. I think you have maybe like probably not Sabiolbi and Pine. I think NYXL right. type stuff. I think sure. they, they would SBB definitely be there. Certainly, yeah. Um, Jonak, yeah. Jonak. I, honestly, I think to a lesser extent. Like I think Sabiolbi and Pine were both. Even though Jonak was a better player, I think like overall impact on like the franchise. Sure, like Pine, yeah, the whole thing. I don't think Jonak was actually as you uh um, super super. Since he's yeah. like always there. with Shuck. Wouldn't put yeah. him there. Um, I shouldn't even say this. Carpe. <laughs> I don't want to say this. Should I say it? Yeah, Carpe. Um, early on, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Season, first say half it. of season one. Say it. Coward. First half season of season one. one. Boston Seagull? Uprising. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Nah. Oh, can't have that. That gets erased. Um. But, um, you know, so as far as like, there's nobody yeah. who has um, been franchise defining and has not for all three seasons. Yeah. Sinatra probably would have been close. Right? Um, yeah. I'd say so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Never mind. Don't say <sighs> it. Chat gets it. Big, 
Big Goose and Chaz <laughs> definitely were in discussion for being like the best Western like support line. Definitely kind of the face of the Gladiators franchise. And that's what like kind of has me concerned is, OK, I don't know who else you're going to get. I get that these were two probably like weak members this season. Um, not because of their own like shortcomings, because the league has just gotten that competitive. They've kind of been a little dated. Um, this is yeah, that's it's an important move. It's a big move to what John's saying. Like these are two very recognizable fan favorite faces that are now gone. On top of that, Bishu, you know, God bless him, didn't didn't play at all. Still is 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 kind of a fan favorite. And now you don't have either three. What are we going to do? Where is that going to come in? If at all, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I feel like, I feel like Deepa is trying to moon it up. I'm going to play the, if you catch my drift, I, I do. I just, uh, I don't, I actually don't know what you're saying. Just like amass the the best players money can buy yeah. and go into the next season. No. Mm. Because they paid to- top dollar, right? That's that that was an issue. And I will also say, okay, let's let's quantify this a little bit. I think Shaz and Big Goose, like most definitely season one, season two were a solid backline. Yeah. And in season three, you can talk about them maybe being an issue, but I don't think they're leaving the gladiators below an Overwatch League level. Sure, yeah. Right? Like, we're not going to upgrade past the point where these guys prob- like wouldn't have found a slot in, in Overwatch League, I think. Uh, com- depending on if they want to pay, get a... Uh, like a pay cut, a heavy one. I think there'd be limitations that would keep them out, but I, I think there are worlds where they don't have a spot. Who? Shaz and Big Goose. Uh, Big Goose is retired. Sure. Right. Not, yeah, that, yeah. not that he can't so like, come back. What we're saying is, like, I don't feel they were necessarily only forced out by their skill level out of Overwatch, uh, Big Goose specifically, sure. by, like, Right, like I, I, I'm definitely like I, I think it's it's fair to say that the backline was the one, like staple. Also, because they didn't have any alternatives this season. Right. Um, that if you want to go pound for pound, wasn't something that held them back. Right, but because just like in comparison, like mm-hmm. OG Space, Bird Ring, Kefster, those like even Mura, like these are names that just like are clearly better players in their respective fronts than uh, Shaz and Big Goose were. So, mm-hmm. um, but still, like, they had a cool vibe with them. It's weird. Like, somehow we feel very endearing towards that backline. Okay, Big Goose did actually a bunch of, like, content, I think. Like, we yep. had the uh, Los Angeles Biggie stuff. We had the Korean content. Shaz, like been pretty quiet doesn't do anything yeah like he is just a very private person right but i I still feel like there's some connection between the fan base and the the backline i think so i want to do a video about how shaz and big goose became the franchise faces of the la gladiators on 
uh, a team that should have had franchise faces differently. Yep. Right. Yep. 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 Um, should, should have, and still, um, should have different, like they, sh- the only way that that happens is some like key marketing steps. And I don't know if it was intentional or not. I don't know if they were assigned to two plus ones. And so they had them for three and so they could kind of create this or it just happened to like, sometimes the marketing is just like you, you find these things as you go wrong, you kind of put them in your, your backpack or your toolkit. And then you just Mm -hmm. kind of keep pulling out that tool, uh, over and over. And eventually it just kind of creates this like snowball of it's kind of on its own now. Um, there's, I, I want to do a video on it. I just like not confident to do a, a solo Overwatch League video. Um, mm. But yeah, it's it's quite the enigma. Um, it's it's really interesting, and I think that franchises need to kind of look at what um, LA Gladiators has not just done with Shaz and Big Goose, but with their with their players, especially in season one and season two, mm. because that's how you build a community. Uh, or not a community, a fan base. Um, when you can't necessarily, when the game isn't doing that for you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyways, yeah. But but I think like if we're re- if we're extrapolating from uh, gladiators like uh, transfer market moves, I think they're going to get some heavy hitters in. Um, I should. Yeah. Should. I, I don't think that you can go from losing two fine, you know, a fine support line and kind of the face of your franchise to something worse. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be incredibly detrimental. So, yeah, doesn't surprise me. I, I'm not shocked that Jaru has gone. Not yeah. really all that shocked that Bishu's gone, even though I kind of like right. would like him to be a little bit more or maybe kept around for content. I don't know if that's something that he's even interested in, but I mean, he's. Um, he said he's interested in going into uh, coaching or management. And like, people don't know, or I guess he tweeted it, but like, Bishu has been around and uh, an esports professional for damn near a ne- decade, right? Like, he's been at it for a while. Um, so that's a that's a fine esports career to look back to. Um, also, now, eh? yeah, like, the, the ability to stick around says something to me about the intangibles of him yep. that. That we already kind of know about. Yeah. That we know about, like, and that can also be applied in these other uh, positions. Yep. So, yeah, I hope he's got, uh, a, he's got a future ahead of him, for sure. If, yep. if he wants to hang it up for, for good, he wants to hang up the mouse and keyboard, go for it. I think he has room elsewhere. I'm just surprised that Gladiators hasn't snatched him up. Maybe they pull a Gladiators, though. Maybe they, you know, let him go to rehire him. Who knows? He, he is a franchise player. You could yep. build a franchise around... Like a face player, I'm not necessarily saying on the on the field or whatever, but yeah, yeah. Um, as far as personality, like this is kind of the stuff that you kind of look for. And yep. um, Bishu definitely, you know, and a lot of people look at Bishu, I think, really endearingly, um, yep. especially those more familiar with the scene. So, uh, mm-hmm. what about um, Jaru? That was kind of a shorter one, right? They signed Jaru at the beginning of this yeah. season. That was always kind of questionable, in my opinion. That was very like again, kind of brought out there on, in scrims. He's just kind wasn't of brought on to play the projectile, right? Yeah, and then didn't. And then no, I really say it's didn't. Kensima. 
Yeah, just... was hit scan, and then what else did they do? I'm looking. I'm looking at the Wikipedia, and I see Sideshow's name here under four, four yeah. former players. Um, yeah, I mean, you. I don't know. It's like yeah. you, you got Kevster now. You've, yeah, I don't know. Not not shocked that Jars left. Wasn't super bullish on him coming into the season. No. So. Yeah, no. We'll you see were, if he yeah. lands on his feet. I remember uh, Depe talked pretty highly of Jaru, though. He uh, like le- he. That's the player that he like leaked on the show. Not like straight up leaked, but he teased mm. on the show. So, uh, Guangzhou. Should we talk about Guangzhou? I'd love to. Uh, Guangzhou charge release. Uh, their um Korean coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Jin, Taidala, and Sungwoo. I'm concerned. Tell me why. I'm very concerned. So, without looking, what's what's your take on the legacy that this coaching staff has left behind? Is it a good one or a bad one? They've played two seasons, performed pretty well. I think solid. Why would you get rid of them? Gladiators of the the gladiators of the East. Sure. What? Why? Why? This to me either signals a shift in goal. So they either want to push for a title, which commendable. I understand that if you feel like you're limited by the coaching staff and you want to restructure. Okay, go for it. Can understand that. Or. You're downsizing. You're refocusing elsewhere maybe not towards performance maybe towards marketability maybe more towards home crowds obviously chinese team has some chinese players maybe they go full chinese i don't know i don't think the narrative of the charge will continue as it has the last two years in 2021 i think this is this is going to be charge 2.0 coming into 2021 with this change like i am concerned now, in a in a kind of gray way. To be fair, it's not just the organization's decision to let go of a coaching core. Sure. Coaches may not want to come back. Very possible. Very possible. They've been doing this for two years. They've built uh, a top five team two years in a row. There's some teams who are rebuilding. <laughs> Um, who, you know, might be looking for a new coaching core. Um, there's, I mean, like, I don't want to put it all on, oh, they're downsizing They're I I don't think they're shifting away from like, at least the, the kind of mixed roster that they have now. I don't think they're like shifting away to like, they, they're definitely not shifting away completely from Korean. They're not dropping Krongshu, Shara, Rio and happy. They're not doing that. Right. They're not doing that. I would imagine they would not. Um, I I really don't know. I think this is either like a push for a title or they're downsizing. I don't think that they're going to continue that. That's the kind of message I'm trying to paint. Like, I don't think the charge will continue to be just a good team. They're either going to shoot up and be a great team or they're going to, you know, bite the bullet a little bit, downsize, restructure, try out for 2022. 
and I'm not I'm not saying that they won't lose some of those players, those Korean players. I just don't think that like they they build around Eileen Crystal and in, in, in Nero and they drop their Korean players. That's like, that's, that's what's weird to me. The crystal signing really makes me wonder why. It's it's he's not a bad player, at least he wasn't in the past. It's been a minute. But why crystal? That's what's weird to me. They've always been a team that wants to do the international thing, which is commendable. I have my opinions on like big mix rosters like that. I don't I think they are kind of limited to a degree unless you like really try to invest in them over like across of multi, multiple seasons. I don't know how what to feel about charge. That's the, that's the kind of message I, I real like. This is a weird one. I've grown to really appreciate this coaching staff, this this coaching regime in a way. I think they've done a lot and they don't get a lot of credit for it. Um, two repeat successful seasons with. I, I won't comment on any kind of resources because I really don't know, but I think I think they have merit to their names. It's just bizarre to see them leave. Very interested to see what charge looks like next season, because I I think we're going to see a big shift. I agree. I think that's about right. Uh, Washington Justice partway with uh, Wiz, who's a coach uh, for them, formerly of XL2. Sure. That, yeah, that one's tough. I, I'm sure he's fine. Hopefully he lands on his feet. But yeah, I, I'm not as familiar or familiar at all. And so he came on at the between season two and season three. So he was there for the entirety of the season. Um, I don't think that anybody mm. in the organization, uh, except for uh, pre and uh, Supreme, I think were with the org one year ago. I'm double checking yep. that. Well, uh, Tuba, Tuba barely actually. Yeah, I think Tuba he got signed, but like never really did here, anything. Roar, like they, they signed around there. But the, the idea is, oh yeah, Ark. Ark would be sure. the one that's been there. Otherwise, they all kind of got it. Stir. So it's basically, it's, a, it's an entirely brand new franchise. New team. Yep. Um, they've scrapped. Ooh, weirdly enough, has a. I don't. I mean, to be honest, I don't know if they keep Decay. I don't think they can. I think Homeboy is fetching a pretty penny. I think he's going on the market and he's going to cash out again. Um, but again, they, they don't have terrible legs to stand on. So again, a team that's very interesting going into the offseason. What do they do? Yep. What's the plan? They, they, they're quick to sign coaches and whatnot, which is a sign, I think, of a, a good sign. Um, but I'm excited to see what Justice look like. Uh, again. Don't want bad teams. So if you're coming at me with some good news, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, okay, another big one. And I think we're going to get Yiska back here for this one. Uh, yeah, London right. Spitfire. Part ways with Agape, Pavane, and Twinkle. And <laughs> Kevin Hitt has reported to that they're, um, they're going to be releasing their entire roster. Yeah. Again. Similar feeling with the charge. Yeah, I don't think you get rid of a whole coaching staff without going for like big restructure. So on the outset, 
I look at the report and I go, yeah, I'd probably, I probably could see that. I probably could see that. Well, I guess the, the, the question then is, where does Agape and Pavane go? I, I, the, the community leading choice, which I don't hate, is that they go to charge. Charge wants to shoot for a title. They take title, you know, contender coaches. They give them control of the charge and they, they push upwards. They inject more money into it. They push up. I'm, I'm all for that. I'm excited to see that. I think they could do that with the charge. It has to be done then, right? Like we have to actually see it before we start to comment on it. Like, and that's, that's where like the roster mania starts to begin. That could happen. We have to we have to wait and see if it does, though, because it could very well be the opposite where maybe they leave for other opportunities. Maybe they go to Valorant. Maybe they, you know, split up and go to other teams. Maybe some of them return to old teams like it's anything can happen. I, I it's it's crazy. Just, yeah, how much stuff is going to happen this offseason? I, it, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I. All I feel like I can say with Spitfire is when you see a, an entire coaching staff removed, that seems like a regime change. Like they're shifting focus. They're moving elsewhere. They're going to do something different this year. It seems yep. like the report echoes this. Yiska, what yeah. is your thoughts? So something in Kevin's report is uh, that they're looking to draw from more talent in Europe and from the hurricane. Right. Uh, do you think that that's a, a good move? Yes. Um, so, okay, for several reasons. Um, I think if there is an unexplored region that is most likely to v- develop the most underappreciated talent where you can make like high-value, low-cost marketing uh, market moves, then it is Europe. Like mm-hmm. everyone's looking at contenders uh, Korea. Like the Chinese teams are certainly looking at um, like China. NA is always like saturated with eyes on it based on the ca- previous uh, academy system, whatnot. Like Europe, because of its like excluded structure, is the point, and also was the point for packing. Where oh. um, like a KSP or like. Um, I mean, theoretically, okay, like, yeah, I know Kevsa and Onigod are not, strictly speaking, like... Yeah, um, I mean, they played in an European play. Yeah, I mean, right, yeah. Um, but, like, um, moreover, I think the Hurricane roster, just based on the dominance that they had, must have, like, it's, it's inevitable that someone on these team is nuts. Um, and a solid talent. I have my eye on Hardy. Um, I have my eye on Sparker. Those are like definitive for me. Like the, the these would probably very surely move up. And then the other ones I would trial. Uh, I mean, I would trial everyone, but there's, I have the highest confidence that these players would make it uh, yep. into an Overwatch League starting lineup. And then everyone else trials for the position. And um, I mean, pre-existing. Uh, like it feels like British Hurricane. It's high time that they benefit off of their academy work, other than like pitiful buyouts 
for people like Funny Astro, you know, like yeah. I don't know, like in all actual fact, Funny Astro should have paid for the for a year, oh, like yeah. for, for this team, right? Um, 100%. So yeah, I'm I'm like if if that was to be the case, I th- I think that would be sweet. Um but it's hard. Like I, I made the I, I wrote this piece like can we actually like where do we get the, the head coaches from? Right? Like so, you bring, you bring teams. in Nuki as your GM. Right? And then ironically, yeah, of course. I'm not I'm not, not joking. Like that is not a yeah. joke. Like yeah. Yeah. I, I will start the Facebook page right now. Like right. they should be in Overwatch League. Long overdue. Right. Um right. but also they understand EU talent, I think, at a level anybody. that's just unsurpassed. Right. Sorry, uh, I interrupted she, you to, to plug Nuki. I, like that great. that makes sense. And then I mean, then you just gotta scout. Like everyone else running open trials now. Everyone's mm-hmm. looking for a good bang for their book. Um that's what you do, basically. And then Yeah. I think like I don't know if you I, I don't know what in my ideal. Okay, here's here's how I if this is a rebuild. I don't. I don't sell everyone. I keep Glista. I keep Bernard. Hundred percent. I sure. might be keeping Sanguinar. Um, I like me some Sanguinar. And I promote the aforementioned players. And okay. I break the bank for a code for. Okay, this is something like pattern recognition. Like what? What about Jabroni ep- Magroni? What? Do you keep Jabroni Magroni? Oh, nah. <laughs> oh, Jabroni Macaroni. Wait, no, 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 that one. Boom, that one. Boom. Yeah, Jabroni Macaroni's Audi. Audi 5K. No. Yeah. Um, but, like, and then I invest in, in, like, a coach. Here's the thing, right? I think the pattern that we've seen is that in hybrid yeah. rosters, mm. a Korean head coach is a better fit than a Western head coach. Just like from patterns from... Mm -hmm. I don't know why that would be, and maybe it isn't necessarily the case, but that's like like where you start, right? Like, that's true for Philadelphia. That is true for Shock. That is true for... Who's the next in line? Uh, How many hybrid rosters do we even have here? Um, Not a ton of good ones. Yeah. And by good, I mean good. Yeah, I mean, overperforming their resources. Paris, once yeah. again with the- Paris, yeah, exactly. So that's three, right? Like that—that's a—that's a proof of. No, it's not a proof of concept, but it's—it's it's sort of. There's like something. A, there's something to it, right? Whether or not, yeah, a, a, an established prior that allows you to think right. in that direction in the future. So mm-hmm. that's that's probably what I want to do. I think Glista really just needs a build team, a build around him, and he's going to DK next season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Berna paid. is a very good uh, also tank as well. Um, <sighs> Sanguina is so, solid to build around. What would yeah. you need? You would need a f- uh, um, a flex support, right? Uh, yep. 
I mean, I, I, ideally you'd you'd have someone, some Western player uh, in that to sort of keep the balance in, not necessary. Like, but yeah, and then you, but you got to do it quickly. You got to build yeah. like synergy, but you got to build language skills uh, and all of that, right? And we can assume that the offseason will be a little bit longer. So you got time, but I would make that call. And I also yeah. don't think it would necessarily not vibe with the fan base. And then if you want to engage your local market, that's that's where you that's where you pay packing. That's where you pay for KSP. <laughs> Hey, you're asking lots of money there. That's I don't think Valiant's really trying to let go of uh, no, they've, Schwartz they've, and Packing they've any They've literally attention. built a system around him. Like yeah. that, that whole organization is set up in Packing Town. Yep, that is Packing True. Town, USA. But real talk, like I think, as as I understand the the Immortals Gaming Club, as mm -hmm. long as you got the bag, they will say yes. That, that's the way they operate. But who has the bag? That's the question. Who's got yes. the bag? Yes. Especially that's in COVID. the question, indeed. Who's really yeah. tossing bags around? And the bag can, like, decrease based on market realities. But we don't know sure, what, what it's course. going to be yeah, like. Yeah. So. I'm Make sure to bookmark sorry. GG Recon this week for Yiska's yeah. interview <laughs> with packing. <laughs> yeah. Now, again... Speaking a little on ignorance, because I'm not completely up with like a lot of the contract like details and whatnot, but am I incorrect in saying that like majority, if not all contracts will be ending at the end of this year? Mm, uh, no. Okay. So I, there is like a bunch of players will have their uh, contract extended in some way or renegotiated, right? Yeah, I fe I felt like they had to be renegotiated with the new con like the new standardized contracts, correct? Am mm, I wrong in saying that? I don't think that's no, no, no. I think the okay. old rules get grandfathered in, if I'm not mistaken. But like, fair enough. There's also two plus ones, of course. Um, sure. Where it's like, like for instance, I think in the in the French. So you're saying there there were there are pre-existing two plus ones. Yeah, so like someone signed for this season two plus one, meaning they right. have to be like on for next season. I think, for instance, someone like Carpe is publicly. I think he's three years. I I, I don't. Yeah, three, three years is yeah. what they said. Wolf I don't Brent. know what that entails, but yeah, like for instance, you couldn't. Yeah. yeah, like Carpe is not going to be a free agent at the end of the season, right? I I see. So to kind of like final thoughts on Spitfire, I see what you're saying with Glister. I see what you're saying with with Bernard. Like I I. We're we're aligned there. Is that where Spitfire is headed, though? To me, when you get know. rid of Agape Pavane, so. championship yeah. coaches, you know, yeah. that kind of caliber. If you're getting rid of them, again, I think this is a regime shift. Not not necessarily in a bad way, but I think the goal is being shifted. Dude, oh, can you can you imagine when it's just like Glista, Bernard, Hardy, Sparker? Sanguinar, yeah, one more, team plus 9, 9k? Sure. Ooh, baby! Ah, Expensive. Right. Expensive. I mean, yeah. A little expensive. We Some of it is. Not everything. Not, not everything. Not everything. Just yeah. some of it. Not, not to derail anything, but chat, just to kind of put this into context for you, this is going to be moving really fast, right? Um, October 12th is where teams begin submitting player trades. The 16th is the deadline for teams to exercise th their options. The 23rds um, 
is when um the ex- like I forget this one. Uh, I forget what the twenty third is. Uh, but the twenty fourth, teams can start signing free agents. So we've got like two weeks of just like a hodgepodge of who's getting re-signed, who's yep. not, who's getting extended, and yep. then on the twenty fourth, we start being able to sign everybody. Um, and then it, it just gets it gets kind of twenty uh, third is twenty twenty contract options. Thank you, Eric. Gotcha. So. A lot going on very quickly. Uh, there's going to be a lot right. of long episodes, I feel like, in the next, yep. <laughs> in the next like month right. and a half. They're going to be long ones. Right. Expect coaching. Expect coaching departures. Expect retirements. I don't think anybody's going to be announcing any rosters anytime soon. But the beauty in coaches, as we know, we follow the coaches. Who have they coached before? They're very likely to pick those players. Up. Oh, here we go. Mother Goose Theory, baby. We gotta, you know, we we follow the the, the breadcrumbs. Teams are leaving right. you guys little breadcrumbs. This is what this is why roster mania, you know, off season's super fun. You can start to, you know, have your little theories and piece it together, and might be right. So keep your eyes out on the coaches, coaches departures and retirements. Those are the three roster moves to be expecting in the next couple of weeks. Twitter follows. Twitter follows are not the best source. Stop. <laughs> um. Last but not least, Boston Uprising. Lori has been named as the head coach, uh, formerly uh, with WGS Phoenix. And Mineral Mineral has been, uh, is moving into a managerial role. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't have any, like, we don't know if that's like player management, organizational management. Hard to say. Community management. (laughs) I just, I honestly (laughs) don't know. Um, I think he's an educated journalist, so it could be theoretically. Could be PR. Um, Who knows? Uh, but uh, best of luck to them. Uh, any thoughts on Lori before the Boston Uprising? A team that did Needs not... <laughs> a team that does need a lot of help and love. Although they love. did uh, they did turn... They, they kind of pulled uh, they kind of pulled a stage for um, Florida Mayhem that one. After, remember when they bought yep, um, yep. Sia Player and who else was it? And they kind of had that turnaround, the Florida Mayhem. They kind of had that when they when they brought on Punk and they had a little turn. They had a little. I turn. was excited for a second for Boston, you know, but being a little underdoggy, and then they went back down. You yeah, know, they. It didn't we gotta last stop long. that. Didn't last. We gotta long. stop that. So again, they have some decent pieces. Whether or not they, they can keep those pieces, I have no idea. I'm pleasantly surprised with Jerry's performance this season, even statistically. Good player, like decent player on a. Pretty piss poor team. Yun Bong. I think you've you've heard me rant about 50 times throughout the season talking about how this kid's insane. Deserves to get the bag. If you know, if Boston wants to really kind of put the put wins on paper, you have a platform to do that. You just have to build around it. Lori coming in gives them, hopefully, uh, an opportunity to to get some some talent from Korea. Maybe, maybe we see a full Korean Boston and we see them not to not be a laughing stock. 2021 fingers crossed again. I'm tired of pooping on you. I want you. I want good teams. I want fun matches. I want good matches. Your matches aren't good nor fun. So hopefully Lori can bring me some, some joy. Santa Claus, Lori, please bring me some gifts. Yeah. Move on to Unco quickly. 
Oh yeah, so um, I skipped right over that one. Um, Unko has uh, retired from Overwatch League and is LFT for Valorant. And apparently Unko is pretty good at Valorant from from what I'm hearing as well. So good on him. Um, And also, okay, like I know we are going to be like, haha, like not played, blah, 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 like taking Dallas for their money. No, like Anko's career, for the most part, is one of a really good Overwatch player throughout mm-hmm. his career. Yep. Part of Rogue, like a legendary lineup from um, from uh, pre-Overwatch days that won a lot of uh, competitions for a while, were dominant. With Anko, during, for a while, I remember us thinking, okay, it's Drew Jeong, Chip Sion, and Anko. Yep. Those were the Ana Gods. Um, back then then like even on valiant a very uh like instrumental, instrumental player to the was second there. best that was the best second best team in overwatch league yes i think yes. people uh forget that at least uh, so, by regular season standings regular season yeah yeah like he definitely deserves his uh, laurels and also deserves um to have like not toyed with his name especially like uh, uh, like he he appeared to want to tell his story. I'm willing to listen to that in before I start judging why why this season looked like this. Yep. Um, so yeah, like it's it's sad to see like someone like as talented as Uncle uh, leaving. But I'm also happy to uh, enjoy him playing Valorant because uh, once again, uh, from all I'm hearing, he is actually a pretty um, solid Great. Valorant yep. player. Yeah. Yep. And it's not like there isn't just three French players that need a new team. Just tap Uncle on the shoulder, make him your fourth. I didn't even think about that. You know, Hip's looking for a team. You know, hip, old buddy, hip, old buddy Hip. Yeah. Fear off looking for a new team. You know, obviously the Overwatch podcast don't want to. You know, but he's. He, I don't. I don't think he's going to be. I didn't put that together. Yeah, of course. Fallen from grace too far. I think he's going to land quite comfortably on his feet and give uh, EU a nice, nice new team to cheer for. So, what if Rogue got into Valorant with that roster? Just full circle. Well, I wouldn't hate it. Poetic. Would not hate it. Would not it's poetry hate it. emotion chat. Mm-hmm. All right. We we have to go on to the last topic for the day. Yes. We do need uh, to talk about grand finals. The grand here finals. Here it is. Uh, grand final. Oh, Here's boy. take a look here at go. the bracket here. Uh, so we start this uh, well, t- tonight, tomorrow morning, depending on where you are. Uh, oh. We've got the... Seoul Dynasty versus the San Francisco Shock, followed by the Fusion versus Shanghai. Um, losers go down to the losers bracket. Winners move on. Uh, the winner of um, the winners bracket goes on to the grand finals, and then the loser of that top winners bracket goes to the losers grand finals. Or, yeah, Losers Grand Finals, where they play the two losers, and then that person goes on to play the Shanghai Dragons in the uh, Grand Finals. So, um, it's already written, basically. Set in stone. We already know what it is. Um, let's, we, don't let's, get a, we don't get a glimpse of the Tiger King, huh? No soul making a push? I'm, I'm looking, I'm maybe from the lower bracket. Oh, Okay. I, now you've now you've perked my ears. Let's, now I'm let's, interested. Let's talk this through a little bit, shall we? Okay. Let's start. Uh, let's yes in in 
tactical uh tactical crotch <laughs> tactical crotch fashion in tactical crouch fashion let's see if yusuke can guess these betting odds here mm. uh we do aggregate our betting odds from oddsportal.net which is an aggregation of betting odds mm. um so this isn't something that we've come up with and it is not necessarily likelihood to win stop asking me um <laughs> so uh first match is the san francisco shock versus the soul dynasty starting at 4 a.m how is that good timing by the way i can't believe they're doing i mean that. it's in korea i don't care Unlucky. it's great timing for me i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> you and the other 11 eu overwatch league fans that we've kept since season one of not being able Drill. to catch any matches yeah and we will all mourn the 12 north american fans that i don't get to watch hey there's at least three dozen of us this guy is pretending as if these like even half of the 12 still have jobs like <laughs> you can stay up <laughs> Jeez, it's true i'm thinking about it i'm like what do i need to when do i need to sleep um okay so anyways what are the odds here yeah, get, get what do you odds. think the the odds are give us the, your guess Sixty-eight. Uh, I want to say sixty-nine percent shock, but like then it's everyone's like nice. Uh, but is it sixty-eight percent shock? You cheater! No, no, you I didn't cheat. Cheater. I swear cheater. I didn't There's cheat. No way. He cheated. I don't <laughs> I really trust. Didn't. Is it the other way around? Are you I don't uh, trolling? I don't trust. No, you. I think you just hit it on the head. You nailed it. It's sixty-eight percent shock. I swear I didn't look. You like I? I have the. I have the other. The I, I, integrity. <laughs> okay keep keep you're like i've played too much among us with you to know that you're lying like you try to make it like uh, i'm almost gonna make it the wrong answer but i, I guess i'll make it the right answer like i know oh, that would I'm, be very well very badly lied i would have said 69 percent actually but it felt you. like childish no that's you that's that's you um, in a nutshell i will say like if i wanted to lie i would have a better lie than this no, you wouldn't. Also, I, again, it played Among Us with you. No, you wouldn't. Your lies suck. <laughs> Dude, I had to lie at least already 10 times this podcast in order to not reveal what is actually going to happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. If... <laughs> During the quiet parts, is that it? No, the quiet parts are more like, oh, someone has called me a terrible journalist on the internet again. That's a Tuesday. That's actually that's Wednesday. You know you, God that's damn it. how you know you're a good one. Um, right. Okay, so yeah, uh, tell me what what are your odds? Where are you lying on this one? Is there any way Soul comes out yeah. on top here? For you? Yeah, I think it's it's super wild the percentages um, that could be happening. Um, because I think the four week period in which the North American teams didn't have optimal practice conditions. Paired with a playoff profit and or London core, as well as a Fitz that looked pretty good, or like finally hit uh, his potential, I feel like it is closer than what is being portrayed here. Um, but I'm I'm not sure if I can go under sixty forty shock. It's tough, right? Yeah. It's it's really just tough to Yeah. Not say shock, I think, at this point. Yeah. I don't really have a whole lot like I don't have anything insightful to say about this except yep, they're gonna be in Korea. That might kind of suck. 
they can kind of take a game or two to get warm and they are, you know, haven't played a real match with stakes in four weeks. Mm -hmm. So that's always kind of like a wild card, I guess. But besides that, like, I don't, I still don't know. I think, um, we'll know what we'll know a lot though about how, if we're going to have a shock final or not based on what kind of performance they show right away. Joe just came back from like uh, the bathroom, just going like, hey, girl, I got a hot take. Hey, what is it? Is it that hot? What I just are you think saying? Shock's going to win. How much? What do you mean? How much? Like odds wise? Percent. Yeah. The chance that they win? Yeah. I mean, if everybody's like 25, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say like 32. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. 32 ish. Oh, you mean uh, win the entire thing? You mean? Yeah. No, we, we're talking about uh, just win the first game? Salt, yeah. Oh, like 65. Okay. Pretty convincingly. Hmm. Again, I think. I said 60. I said like the. The converging factors of like sort of like a soft reset, possibly new meta, four weeks, not optimal practice environment, possibly better, better uh, uh, scrim partners at that location. Um, and like the, the factor of London in the playoff series, London core, right? Then, um, yeah, I, I, it has to converge a little bit more to the, to the average. Mm -hmm. And to to Soul's credit, again, like you're saying, like this is this is not a team that we should be sleeping on. This is a team mm -hmm. that can be punchy, has proven to be punchy in the past. Team coming out with a very unique style, at least last we saw. Have they adapted? Have teams adapted to them? Can they find good practice against that style? Hard to say. They're they're hard, they're a hard team to read. They're a hard team to read. Um, but just based on everything. It's hard for me not to bet against or to bet to not bet for shock. What about uh, the second match, Yiska? Uh, mm -hmm. Odds: Shanghai Dragons versus Philadelphia Fusion. Okay, so we had sixty-eight for shock in the first series. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably a little bit less certainty for Shanghai here because it's like odds portal is a American betting thing so uh, 65 for Shanghai to win? yeah oh wow Joe do you know what the odds are? no nope. what do you think the odds are? maybe like 55 Shanghai? So it's 62 Shanghai. 62 really? 38 wow. Shanghai. Uh, but you're over. Uh, Price is right rules. So you're disqualified. Eh. Um, That's surprising. That is surprising. I think this is a, a toss up. This one's tough. A banger. Certified, one might say. Um, Shanghai did one? not. 
Shanghai did not look convincing to me. When they won their division title, I was not impressed. The thing is, like, I, I, like, it's like saying, okay, this is going to be really geeky, but like, this is like saying, yeah, uh, like we almost killed the rogue when we haven't even procced second wind. <laughs> uh, sorry, not uh, like, um, what's it called? Describe cheat death. It. Cheat death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheat death. Like, okay, for that, that have a life and don't understand the reference, like. Rogues in World of Warcraft have an ability that you need to basically kill them twice um, by pushing them to death once, and then they are invulnerable for, for a second, and then you can kill them, basically. <laughs> I feel like this is Shanghai in a series. You can absolutely dominate Shanghai the first two maps, but Maybe. you gotta squeeze them over there. And it, and it has been done before this, this yeah. year with char Charge. Mm -hmm. um, but like generally their ability to come back from like a huge disadvantage is nuts. And yep. uh, until you do that, like Shanghai, like I don't really care that much also for the aforementioned reasons of just like the coaching staff either trying something else or borderline trolling. Um, like I don't think, uh, and to be honest, I don't have any recollection how that worked in the uh, Asia finals, but in terms of substitutions, but like, I don't think that's that's necessarily going to be a, a heavy thing there. So we'll see. Again, we we also could be measuring based off of an outdated meta, right? Like maybe they come in they're right. playing com something completely different. Maybe Souls punchiness with their well, I don't think you can take away their punchiness, but maybe their hog style's gone. It's really kind of up in the air. I don't think it's all going to completely go away, but I wouldn't be surprised to see like a new pick come in that we hadn't seen. You know four weeks previous um is there a team that might not be able to play that pick if there was it'd probably be soul i don't see a, a team like shanghai missing any beats when it comes to like the demands of a metagame they have right. literally one of the most talent stack rosters in the league i think it should be fine i just am shocked that uh this this match is not closer mm -hmm. I, I really liked philly closing out the second seed against the Justice, very convincing. Showed a very measured approach. Granted, with that much tape, you'd kind of assume that they would. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a little I'm a little concerned with Shanghai. Not not a lot. I'm nitpicking. I I, I have to admit that, but wasn't super convinced with their play to close it out. They they obviously did, but not the cleanest. You know, it's yeah. really interesting to me. Uh, all of these teams have 10 or more players. Yep. 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 Uh, 11, I think, all of them. Like, I think uh, Shock are the only one without 11. And if you count for, like, the sudden departure of. Attack Sinatra. You know, like. I mean, they also got people in because he went out, went two, oh, yeah, four, sure. six, eight, and tried, yeah. Um, Bigger rosters. Yeah. It's tough to go lean, especially with hero pools, huh? Yes. Yep. It was already a season that I think lean rosters were going to get punished, and we still got, I think teams still got punished for building lean, so we'll have to see what 2021 looks like on that regard, but yeah. So who, who do we have winning these games? Like, who do we think wins San Francisco Seoul? Did we, did we kind of go over, like, our picks? 
What do you, who 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 are we putting our money on? Uh, I'm going Shanghai. Uh, sorry, if San Francisco. Yeah, I'm sorry. Going what, shock, what do we shock Shanghai for sure. Okay. Shock Shanghai so and then the sh yeah, Shanghai wins. Okay. Um. So Fusions. they are in the winner bracket mm -hmm. finals. Yeah. No champion. No. Winners Actually, bracket, they they represent the winners bracket in the grand right, finals. Right, and then, and then we have Seoul and Philly. Yeah, Seoul and Philly. Philly wins. Um, I don't know. Don't think. I don't know. Okay, so okay, that was that weird, would be right? my. I think really? it's if I was going to make a controversial pick, I think that would be my that would be it. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. so he is he is how. The the Seoul Philly matchup, if that ever happens, actually is in Seoul's favor. For instance, Seoul oh, wins sin, wins first match against uh, Shock, then loses against Shanghai, then be, uh, meets Philly somewhere in the bracket, then Seoul is favored against Philly. Also, bear in mind that Fusion play. Um. At 6 a.m. And then I believe they play the next game. I have, to, I have to double check these. Actually, let me double check these time. I believe it goes. Actually, maybe uh, Eric can verify. Eric, how did the, the matches go on uh, day two? The 2, 4, and 6 a.m. matches? Uh, who plays where? The... But the big thing is, is Philly also may have to go. They're going to have a quick Double. turnaround no matter what, but they're going to have to yeah. go from playing Shanghai. To Losers round one starts at 5 Eastern. Winners final starts at 7 Eastern. And then losers final so is immediately after. So nine. it's losers, winners, win losers final. Yeah. Losers round one, winners final, losers final. So Grand they go from 6 a.m., to playing again at 2 a.m. So assuming that they wrap sure. up at 8.30 a.m., yeah. they're playing in a few hours. hours. Against a new team. Against a new team. Yeah, which is not... Uh, not ideal. Not ideal. Not ideal. Nope. But that's uh, the... So uh, what we signed up for. I don't know. It's 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 unfortunate. I, 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 I don't mind that. Like this is just how it's got to be. Like it's yeah. not amazing, but like let's let's not. I can't really like be absolute. Yeah, competitive um, integrity zealots and like yeah. say this is uh, unworkable. Like the one thing that I'm a little bit concerned about is like I'm not sure if he was memeing, but like Poco's uh, post quarantine practice setup also didn't look that cash to be honest. Like. Um, I don't know. I hope they actually have better practice uh, environments than than this point. But like, I, I can should I send it to you real quick. Uh, like this got to be meme, right? Let's see. Let's see the meme. <laughs> like that's. No I way. mean, I don't think it's that like. Out of the realm of possibility. Is he that, is he lying? Like, is he in Superman planking position playing this? I mean, I'm sure the exact setup isn't correct based on like where he and how he's sitting, but I think like the setup itself doesn't surprise me. 
Uh, well, something is off because he's got like a, he's got a laptop. He's, he's literally sitting on a, a laptop desktop. Box. No, that's not a laptop, but that's a desktop box. It's an Omen X. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh it's the laptop. Then there's another laptop that looks like a predator laptop on the, on the desk. Uh, there's no way that's no chair in this room. Unless maybe they... the Omen X is actually the monitor. Maybe it's, oh, it's, it actually might be a monitor. No yeah, hard to say. But yeah, yeah, it's a twenty-five inch display. So yeah, they're running off of an Alienware laptop. Yep, oh, that's not what we want. It's tough to tough to kind of build a battle station in in COVID Sorry, when you fly to a new country. Can't see that whole thing, but stuff. So uh, I don't think it's that much of a meme. I don't think it's that crazy, but. He also sits really, really far away if he can't use that desk behind there. Like, I don't know why he can't use the desk. That's right there. Anyways. I'm I'm still kind of... I don't... Billy Soul... Maybe we're selling Soul Short still. I don't know. It's tough for me to kind of expunge the entire regular season. But maybe you have to. Maybe the meta is that different. Maybe Soul's that good in this meta. Definitely could be. It'd be it'd be kind of a sad a sad uh, exit, a sad finish to the season. The team that gets so close every time has all these good players, is built for success, and then goes out losers round one to Soul. <laughs> that does not feel good. That does not feel good at all. But Possibly, I, you're you're kind of selling me. I don't think it'll happen, but. I'm slowly bumping up that percentage. There's it's getting closer. Yeah, there's a lot of the intangibles there, right? Um, no. Okay, so let's keep moving through. No. So losers. Uh, so w- was that the losers between Philly and Seoul? Um, so yeah, we go, just kind of talking so about that. So losers winner final. Uh, we have Shock versus Seoul. And losers final. And losers final. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Um, Shanghai versus Shock. Joe, do Shock yes. beat Shanghai? I think so. I would say so. I don't. I don't really see Shock seeing that much difficulty with us. I don't think we're in for a particularly good final. No matter, unless unless Soul really comes out, does the double upset, which would be insane. And really can challenge Shock with some weird stuff that they've got planned. I, I it's tough for me to look at the team that refined the best in 2019, has the best coaching staff, has arguably the best starting roster, has the depth that they have. I it's it's I can't bet against that. That's that's a that's a recipe for success. I, I really don't see them faltering now. Of all times. I don't think Shanghai... I, I think Shanghai's a good team. Don't get me wrong. I think the one thing that stands out is that final performance in, in Asia. To close it out was not as clean as I wanted. Shock, on the other hand, was. Shock, on the other hand, is a proven successful team when it comes to refining metas over X amount of time. They need some time. They've been given time. They've been given ample time to figure this stuff out. 
I trust that this team's going to come in the best possible look, some of the best talented, you know, most talented players, some of the best coaching staff. It's it's tough for me not to put a, a severe and and strong vote of confidence in San Francisco becoming the repeat champions without much competition. Without much competition, really. Yeah, I I've got I've I've kind of got the final if final's gonna be best of seven, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got it like best of seven's what first the uh, first of five, right? Am I doing the math right? So best of seven is first to first of four, or five. four, first of four. I've got it like four two. Like I think Shanghai is good enough for maps, but I don't think it's gonna be close. Just saying, like I need to be somewhere on on Sunday, uh, Saturday, and if you can make it clo- uh, like quick, would suck. Like, I appreciate it either way. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I I don't I don't see shock. I know that I'm in the minority there. I I hear everybody with the Shanghai, and you know, I don't but like I I I just don't have the guts to say. That to the same thing with with the shock is like for any of the falters that uh, Shanghai has had, like I don't think that I feel just as unreasonable expecting them to not perform. Yeah, well. I think it's like it's 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 all nitpicks. It's just yeah, it's kind of like, am I feeling saucy or not? Basically, <laughs> it's kind of what it comes yep. down to. I, I want it to be close. There's nothing there's nothing more um that I hope for this weekend than a four three grand final with either team taking it. I really don't care. If we had a four three, I think that would save the entire season. Either way, you have the the new bloods and the Shanghai Dragons coming in, almost sweeping nearly all the awards, almost sweeping their entire division all season long. Or you have the shock. Two time Overwatch League champions. Possibly a two-time MVP. A new candidate for the GOAT. A cement... A non-coach uh, of the year 2020. Sure. Again, uh, cementing Krusty's legacy. Like You can't take that away from him at that point. Like Either way, we're getting a banger. Hopefully. I hope. Knock on wood. We've, we've been due for a good final. Like a, a sit-down slobber knocker. All the adjectives from... Joe sports ball. You'd throw them in there. We're, we need it. We deserve it. And that's not, that's not something that we have to ask of the players. Of course they want, you know, good matches and competitive and they want to win obviously, but it, it would save this season immensely to see a four, three, either way, Shanghai, sh- Shanghai shock. And we, we call it a day. We call it a season after that. There would be, there, you can't write a better one. You can't write a better final. long-term narratives so let's for a second as we Mm -hmm. as we close out the the show here your 2020 season champion joe who is it the san francisco shock all right yiska who is it for you shanghai dragons all right well you're both wrong it's the soul dynasty 
There's Tiger Through King. The losing there bracket. Let's go, baby. How do we How do Through. we say this and then have Christopher as like the most frequent guests on our show? How do we also never talk about KDG? Like is this like yeah. some Mandela effect where the we like forgot what the Philadelphia Fusion is this entire episode? Dude, like the problem is like they will perform well. It will yeah. be all sweet, but the confidence to win, that will also be a super sick storyline, by the way, mm -hmm. if they finally win it. Yep. Especially if like Carpe has like an MVP for funds. I'm here for it. Like yep. I don't want to have an grand yeah. finals episode grand, not yep. talking about the Philadelphia Fusion, right? Yep. Like they deserve it as well. 100 percent Let's talk about if you could have any of these four teams win. Who do you want to see? Not who do you think, but who do you want to see win? I'd want to see Philly win. Yiska? Uh not not because Christopher's been on. It's just like they're different. One, two, see. They need one. Carpe needs one. Alarm deserves it. Fury could go two times. That's um, another fun little narrative. There's going to be a two-time winner for sure, guaranteed. Matter who wins. Yeah, I I want I I think want is I want shock to win. Yeah, I want shock to win too. But it's going to be Soul. So, uh, chat. Thanks so much for hanging out today. Hope you had a ton of fun. Uh, it was a. Uh, pretty rowdy episode, like we said, nice and long, but we got through it together and we will see you. I don't know. Uh, Joe, are you planning on waking up for the matches live? Yep. I'll be up. I, I don't know if I'm going to hit the 2 a.m. ones, but I'm mm. for sure going to hit the four, the 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. ones by for sure. I mean like 65%, <laughs> you know? My, my Overwatch uh, prediction for sure. Yeah, like 60, <laughs> 62 to 65%. Uh, but big thank you to everybody who hung out today. Big thanks to the new subs. Uh, Chris R34444, thank you for gifting two subs to Nanatorium and Thomas96. Fire Element, welcome back. Overpowered Ginger, Coppers, uh, Moirai, and a Peace Camper OW. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. If you like the show, sub here. You're the best. You're so smart. Um, yeah, sub twitch.tv slash kicktripod or go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. Big thanks to our Patreon or patron producers. Refined Bean, Ferdino Pin, Battle Crab, Kuchikopi, Lotion, Rex Zane, Audio Compass, Kasha67, Char, Nathan, Your Misery, Entertain, uh, Fabled Steven, Roger B, Owen, Chris R34444, uh, Horbjorn, and I listen to this podcast whilst on the toilet and in the shower thinking of Yiska. And Peace Camper. Uh, if you like the show, please go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch and consider supporting. Eighty about helps. You don't have to give a ton of money. A little bit here and there is just a great way to say, hey, we I really like the show. Thanks for making it. I really appreciate it. Uh, upgrade some of your equipment on me, <laughs> basically. Uh, so uh, big thank you to anybody who's done that. And if you like the show and want to support uh, go to, um, and you don't want to spend money on it, uh, go to uh, iTunes, leave a five-star iTunes review. We'd really appreciate it. Um, individual shout-outs for the week. Uh, Yiska, shout-outs. Where can people find you? Um, as always at GG Recon, like we we sort of upped our output and our coordination. Um, and I, in my humble opinion, also our quality of content for uh, running up to um, the finals week. Uh, I wrote an article today about the GOAT uh, race happening 
Um, I think like it's 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 time that we can t discuss it. I also don't know. Like we also got to consider the longevity of of esports games in general. So the discussion needs to be had while it's still relevant. And while we won't have a definitive name, uh, likely, uh, it's it's still like something to keep track of. Uh, otherwise, like um, we all did our predictions uh, with all the GG Recon Overwatch uh, writers. Um, also, of course, check out Joe's two sweet pe feature pieces. We have a feature for each team um, ready for you to consume. Um, yeah. Great. Uh, Joe, what about you? Shoutouts for the week. Where can people find you? Yep. Can't really say too much else. Um, echoing a lot of the same things that Yiska said. You know, definitely check out all the, the, the cool stuff we got out going on GG Recon. Brought about, I think, Soul and Philly this week, and then previous to that, had some individual kind of narratives so I wanted to tie up for the season. And yeah, just uh, on the socials everywhere. You'll find me if you want. <laughs> cool. Uh, as for me, you can find me everywhere at Kick Tripod and YouTube at youtube.com slash kicktripodyt. To find the show, search for Tactical Crouch anywhere or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Tactical Crouch. We're almost to 4,000 subs. Help us get us there, please. Uh, we'd love to be there. Um, other than that, I hope you guys have a great one. We will see you on Friday for Spike Drop and Monday to recap the finals. Come hang out with us, by the way. Watch parties in Discord the next three days. Discord.me slash Yiska out. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye.